0: Hi, I'm Misfits Tamara. I am without Sarah the Rebel today, but this is still Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. Uh, This is a show all about women who are friends, who watch wrestling, and then we talk about wrestling with our other friends. Um, In honor of Women's History Month, um, we're going to be spending the month's episodes interviewing interesting women in the realm of wrestling. So it's a little bit different than usual because it's not like big format, but like it's still big format because, you know, women are doing big stuff. So today's guest speaking of women who are doing big things, is Annie King. (laughs) She is is a producer at Defy Wrestling, and we're very happy to have her today. Um, But before we get into our whole business, as you know, we are or if you're joining us for the first time, we're passing the digital collection plate. Um, and we're asking if you can either give us five stars on iTunes and leave a little review if you'd like, because we would like to read them and we are thankful for them. Or you can uh, send us $3 on a uh, ko because that's what we call it here. Dot com slash Sarah, the rebel that's K O dash dot com slash Sarah, the rebel. And uh, we would greatly appreciate because all your donations help keep this podcast going. So thank you very much in advance. And now that all of that is through Annie hi welcome
1: hey thanks for having me I'm so excited
0: yeah, we're uh, excited to have you um so Annie is a uh producer at Defy which we'll get into in a minute but we're going to go through our standard get to know you section which uh mainly starts out with Annie when did you first get into wrestling
1: Ooh, um, I get dragged for this quite a bit, so I apologize to anyone listening. Who no apologies. Doesn't no. know me and might judge on this. <laughs> um, so I'm actually like a recent mark, um, a late bloomer, if you will. Um, so I actually have only been like an avid wrestling fan for about two years now. No, oh, wow. Um, and it all started with Defy. Yeah, but when I was a kid. Love John Cena. I feel like all of my friends and I, like, adored John Cena. So I was kind of like a baby Mark then, yeah, you know. Well, well you um,
0: know, John Cena is for the kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. For for all ages, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, like, I remember I used to watch pay-per-views, but, like, we would only watch him. And, like, we didn't pay attention to any of the storylines or anything going on. So I wouldn't, like, consider that when I became a wrestling fan, but definitely, like, on a local level. And then, like, it grew from there about a year, you know, nine months ago, give or take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, basically, right when I started uh, witnessing Defy and got to be a part of it.
0: That's very cool. I do, th- I do think you should own the John Cena thing though, because not people know John Cena now, but they don't necessarily know him back then, and they don't know like the rap era mm-hmm. John Cena <laughs> with the spinner belt. You know, like if you were <laughs> around to see the spinner belt. God. I feel like you could, you can, you were into it as a kid. We all have like, I watched wrestling as a kid too, and I had like my stuff, but I was like, I only liked a couple people. So that's that's what kids do. You latch onto one person. So own it and, not, and do not apologize. Mm-hmm. Do not apologize, apologize to the people coming in your matches. <laughs> Talk about oh, it's only been a year. You know what? Shut up. You're here. You're you're into <laughs> it. Welcome. I'm glad you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and I I think it helps like help me be like a boss bitch. Yeah. Sorry if I can't swear. No, here. you can um, Maybe edit that out. Okay. Cool. No, no, no. no. <laughs> as much so, swearing as you want. I think it yeah, I think it helps, you know, because like I don't really put people up on a pedestal mm. most of the time. Um and I kind of like go in it and I treat everyone the same way. So it's really it's really nice, you know, in a way, um, to not like have this like fantasy of like who this big star is, you know. Um, and just be able to connect like human to human with the, the talent that we work with. So it's been nice so far, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've been on kind of the interview side of things too. And you go into a room and it's a big round table thing. There's like eight of you there and then they sit somebody in front of you and you're supposed to act normal. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. and as and as a producer, since you have to work with everybody on one on one, that's definitely helpful. Like, you know, Kevin Conroy sitting in front of me and it's like, oh, hi, my childhood. And I know he knows that, <laughs> but I'm supposed to be professional right now. Um So who are your favorite wrestlers now? I mean, we already have John Cena and I also enjoy John Cena and will never not enjoy John Cena unless he does something really terrible. Um, Right. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So
1: I guess, um, no, you're totally good. Um, I guess like most of the people that I really um, enjoy are like folks that I've worked with Mm -hmm. because I'm like a big personality person. So like if people are really nice then I want to support them and it's the same, like in my work in music, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like sometimes I'll like hate a band's music, but love them as people. (laughs) And I'll be like, Oh, they're great. They're great people. Like, I love this band, even though like, they're not typically my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so like, I guess like in terms of like the Pacific Northwest, like, my favorite, who I would say my favorite wrestler is, is Randy Myers, hmm. um, who's, like, this very, like, outgoing um, and actually the Defy champion right now, um, ironically, which is really cool. Everyone was so happy. Um, he won at our last show, and, like, people, like, cried. Like, people <laughs> like cried. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful thing. Um, but, yeah, he's just, like, a very open person, and he talks openly about, like, uh, mental health issues and anxiety And um, he's, like, kind of, like, a gender-fluid, like, very open, like, sexual person. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, he talks about, like, how important consent is. And I think it's really great because a lot of kids, like, look up to him when they come to our shows. And he's just, like, a good representation of kind of, like, what we need in wrestling right now um so I always say he's like my favorite like god tier wrestler because I think he's kind of everything that I would look for in like a role model or a person um yeah so he's like my favorite favorite and then um we have a bunch of like other people who I love for like other reasons but I think he's like the main highlight
0: um for sure (laughs) well he, he sounds like he would be one of our favorites too so we Yeah, Uh, I endorse this, uh, everyone, uh, get on (laughs) your, get all your merch, uh, and rub it proudly. Uh, so before we get more into what you do at Defy, why don't you explain to the people listening what exactly Defy is, because they may not be familiar.
1: Oh, for sure. So Defy is a independent wrestling, uh, promotion in the Pacific Northwest. We primarily book in Seattle, but we've been known to dabble in other markets and, um, we're hoping to make a big comeback in Portland this upcoming year, which is great for me because that's where I live. Um, so, you know, love rolling out of bed and going to work a wrestling show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, defy, um, we, we kind of book it like this historic venue in Seattle mm-hmm. and, um, we, we have, like, a really high production quality, so it's really, like, extravagant and kind of magical for people, like, especially for me. Um, that was, like, the first live wrestling event I had ever seen, and I was hooked because, yeah, like, the lighting is, like, perfect. There's hazers going off. Like, the music is super loud and dramatic. The people cheer, like, so loud. We've had people just say how loud Seattle gets, and um, – it's just like this, this huge production. And, you know, we have like videographers that capture everything and put it up on our website, um, for, we call it defiant demand and people can watch all of our old matches. Um, and yeah, we're just kind of like one of the bigger, like indie promotions, I would say. Um, and we're about three years old and we're just keeping on growing from there. Um, But, yeah, we work with talent um, all over the board. We work with a lot of local folks, of course. Um, We work with a lot of WWE's talent. We've worked with Ring of Honor's talent like uh, Brody King, Jeff Cobb. Um, We have a good partnership with Progress Wrestling. So we've worked with a lot of those folks. Like we had Miko come in. That was a lot of fun. Um, And, yeah, we just kind of like collaborate with other promotions and try to produce the best show that we can. Um, Yeah.
0: That is very cool. Um, I, I very much dig when you can get that synergy of like the best people from all over the place. Cause I know a lot of promotions can get a little bit, um, they can't, they don't quite get to have that reach for various reasons. So being able to do that, especially someplace like Seattle and, you know, Northworth, I mean, Hey, everybody, if you're listening and you're in that area, man, go check out the show. Cause that sounds super dope. And I would, if I were there, I would go and see it. Um, or you can go on demand and pay that sweet, sweet, delicious money to see it because support, <laughs> support your local wrestlers, guys. Um, so, as a producer uh, at Defy, what is your role?
1: So i I guess the way to describe it is I help coordinate pretty much every aspect of the show besides booking. Mm. Um, so basically top to bottom, whether it be like making sure everyone gets to their hotel and that they have a hotel and, you know, that they didn't miss their flight that morning to... Is there sandwiches for our crew to eat? Like, do we have cold brew on tap? Which we do. And it's really sick. Shout out to Anchorhead Coffee. Um, And then, yeah, I like hire all of our um, local folks with the help of, we have someone else who, um, Jim, who's basically the founder of Defy. He helps with like the videographers and that type of thing. But basically make sure we have box office people, that we have like people there to sell the beer, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that our merch is there and our merch is ready. Um, I order all of our merch, which is really fun because I do a lot of merch stuff in music land. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool, like seeing the difference between music and wrestling in that regard. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just kind of like dotting all the I's and crossing all of the T's, making sure everyone's paid and that they're happy. Um, just like being like a hospitable person and making sure everyone, you know, we have the right PayPal addresses to get them paid. And
0: also, you know, very important. Um, so you handle all the most important yes. things. The show does not happen without you is what you're saying. Or what, that's what I'm saying is what, what you People would say,
1: yeah, that is, that is what I'm
0: <laughs> saying for sure. Um, and so you said you were in the music industry prior to doing this. So is this the same kind of stuff you were doing there? Um, Cause you were mentioning the, the merch stuff and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, in, in music I pretty much I've done pretty much everything in music besides like audio and lighting design. Um, but in music it's a little bit more straightforward than it is in wrestling. So in music it's called like a production manager, which Mm -hmm. is basically what a producer would be Mm -hmm. in wrestling, um, with a little, like a little stuff added in. But in music it's so much different because, you know, like tonight, for example, I'm working, um, a show and it's like a hip hop tour. Oh. So, in yeah, so a lot of fun. I'm in my car right now, actually. Sorry, oh. guys. Oh. Uh, no, <laughs>
0: please don't crash.
1: So, ins- <laughs> but um, you know, so instead of just like having one tour manager that you work with, you know, like in music, tonight we have four people performing. So mm-hmm. it's like I have the local folks and I talk to one of them and he's like the band leader and I talk to the venue. And then I talk to the tour manager and the tour manager is like managing all the people, you know, and the three other acts that are on. And in wrestling, they basically throw that out the window and no one has management and Mm -hmm. they're just kind of their own little, you know, lone wolves. Yeah. So it's a lot of, it's, it's basically the same exact thing that I did in music, but with a billion more moving parts and a lot of like weird stuff involved. Like, um, for example, we did a show in Portland at the venue that I uh, work at the Hawthorne theater. And one of my tasks was to get a staple gun so Jimmy Havoc could have his balls stapled to (laughs) a flyer. Um, As you you do. Just like very weird yeah you know like i thought he was trying to hang up a poster or something like my ignorant like mm-hmm. sweet baby self was just like he's like oh do you have a staple gun i was like oh i already put flyers like up the street you don't have to worry about it yeah. he's like um i need it for my match <laughs>
0: i was like oh my bad <laughs> and I, need, uh, <laughs> I need to staple things to my junk for people's entertainment
1: yeah and i was like oh of course yep that's a common request that i'm used to mm-hmm. you know so there's a big learning curve going from like music everything like I've seen pretty much all of it happen, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like you can expect certain things, but in wrestling, there's always some weird curveball, you know? Um, whether it be like the stapler thing or like, you know, there's a language barrier between folks and they fly out at four in the morning and you have to text someone else to text them, you know, to make sure they get to the airport. You mm-hmm. know, there's always like weird little curveballs in wrestling. Um, but it keeps it so interesting. And it's just like, I love it because I don't feel. Like, in music, I kind of felt like I plateaued a mm-hmm. little bit, you yeah. know, and I was, like, getting a little bit jaded. And then in wrestling, like, I'm never fully prepared for anything, you know, which which I kind of enjoy. Um, like, I can figure it out, of course. Like, that's why, like, I'm in the position I'm in. But um, it's it's challenging still. And it's really nice, you know, to not be like, oh, same stuff today, you know. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, since you've been able to see so many different intros and you have, you know, a place that's got the money for the pyrotechnics and, you know, got, got the, (laughs) got the capacity for the big deal. So what are the things that you feel like are key to having a great wrestling intro?
1: Ooh, I mean, dang, there's so many I can think of, but there's always like the buildup. I feel like is the greatest part. Mm -hmm. Like, even if people know exactly who's going to come out, like um, I just saw one that really sticks out to me was edges entrance Mm -hmm. when he came back Mm -hmm. and just like that, like moment where it was like silent and then people just start screaming, you know? And it was so subtle, like just how it's that person like talking Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: just everyone erupted. And then the music blares in, you know, but there was like that anticipation, like building up to it. And then everyone just lost their minds, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I think, and like, I think of other people, like, of course, I'm going to say Randy Myers again. Like, he has a really interesting one where he has, like, a classical song, mm-hmm. and it's not what you would expect. Yeah, and it's, like, really cool, and he does this, like, cute little dance around. And one time, he had someone actually live perform it. Oh. And it was, like, the most epic thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I was straight up like, this is wrestling, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this before. <laughs> I, I feel and, like... yeah, it was so cool.
0: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I feel like the, the live playing of the intro music is something that people should just do way more and I know that might make it less special to other people but I'm also like you know as a band nerd so I'm like anything with live musicians I'm like yeah let's do it let's get it cracking I want to see more of this please have more of these I know I know it's an expense thing but I also just give them money to do it I want the things give me the things
1: yeah yeah Right. Absolutely. There's there's actually a promotion in um, Seattle that's run by um, my pal Ethan HD, who's a wrestler. Um, and it's called Project 42. They haven't done a show in a minute, but they're awesome. And um, they run at this venue called El Corazon, which is a music venue. Mm. And they have bands perform like on the stage and the shows are free, which is like super cool. Um, but yeah, they have a band like a different band every time and they perform on the stage at Elco, which is like where like Pearl Jam played their first show, like, mm-hmm. like super legendary venue. Like, and then they just have like intense wrestling afterwards. And it's just so cool. Like I've tried to think of ways, like I've had so many bands be like, so are we going to perform in the ring? You know? And I'm yeah. like, Oh, that'd be so sick. But like the logistics do not line
0: up. The they way I they like them really do. <laughs> don't. Uh, you can maybe yeah. do like the ramp, but also mm-hmm. maybe not depending on what yeah. your setup is. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I mean, we have a show coming up that might work. The more I
0: think about it, yeah, yeah, mm. I think it'll be hard. Like Got the hardest beers. thing is getting the drum, the kit into the ring and out of the ring. That's the hardest part. And I mean, other stuff too. But like, I'm just thinking logistically and like being able to like clear it really fast. Like you can't mm-hmm. do that. It have to. You'd have to. you you either sit up on the ramp or you're playing to to can't to track. Like you can't. You can't mm-hmm. get all that stuff in yeah. and out of the ring, man. You can't do it. <laughs>
1: I know it's it's just ah it would be so magical, but like the you know the logistics are not in our favor. No, they're not.
0: not. But
1: yeah, I mean, someone could have some like really sick like acoustic like ballad like you know, and you know can do whatever or I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe okay. So maybe you have an acoustic night so that it's mm. people get to have their theme songs done in an acoustic set by like oh my gosh and like have like a weird like very soft match thing so it's like uh, pillows (laughs) and marshmallows and
1: oh that would be so fun oh my gosh yeah so or a marching band yes they're pretty portable i am pro getting
0: marching bands in there as a band nerd Uh, get all the marching bands in there as many as you can you can do a good spot with a symbol i swear
1: Oh heck yeah, yeah! I actually used to be in Drumline, so ah. I totally back that, million percent.
0: Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> fellow band nerds, uh, I know. <laughs> it's that nice Venn diagram start
1: somewhere, you know. That's
0: true. <laughs> I, you know, what I think is funny. I think it's funny that people don't expect band nerdery to like Venn diagram with so many other things. But we're everywhere, man. We're wrestling. We're comic Truly. books. We're musical theater. We're like. Uh, you know, choreography stuff. Like I, my, I I have so many things in my little nerd Venn diagram. It's quite entertaining.
1: I know. I love it. And then the more you meet people and like, it comes out, you're like, yes, you're one of us. Like, (laughs) I can't tell you, like, how many, like, high-up tour managers I've met who are like, oh, yeah, I used to play saxophone in marching band. I'm Mm -hmm. like, hell, yes. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you know, we're all on the same team here, you know? And, like, once you say that, like, oh, we cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool. We're all together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw – this is a tangent. This has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. But I saw Shoshana Bean on Saturday night um, who – if. You're listening and you don't know, which you probably don't know. Uh, she was one of the alphabas in Wicked, which means she can really sing because every Alphaba is like one of the greatest singers ever alive. And her concert was so great, it's like sounded like a recording. She's perfect. She had like this pantsuit, like great ball gown combo thing that had pockets. She didn't have to flex that hard, Ooh. but I appreciate it. And so <laughs> as I'm watching the band the alto sax guy goes to do his solos and I immediately went into band nerd judgment mode. And I'm like, man, that hasn't clicked it in, in a minute. Glad to see it's still there. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you how I was judgy on him because he's, you know, a perfectly fine and enjoyable man, I'm sure. But you know, I just, it was just nice to know it was there. Sometimes it doesn't pop up that much and I feel like I've lost my edge, but nope, just as judgmental as I was when I was 15 and in eight music ensembles every year in high school anyway that's how it is yeah um so okay so and so so that is like the big intro but like okay so for a piece of introduction music now I've been looking at a lot of people and their intro music and I feel like part of it is what the music the piece is and part of it is what the wrestler can do with it which do you think Mm -hmm. is is a a bit more crucial to the to the, the effectiveness of said intro
1: Oh, I mean, I think it's what the wrestler can do with it because, you know, for example, like you could have a heel come out to a really ripping song Mm -hmm. and people are into it, but then they're not supposed to be into the heel, you know, so it's like they feel like conflicted about it. But if you have someone who's like truly good at like being an entertainer, you know, they can like pair up with like the music and make it match perfectly. But, you know the The music ninety nine percent of the time wasn't written for the entrance, you know. That's true. So I feel like they they have to like, kind of improvise and like make it work, you know. Um, but yeah, unless people have custom songs, which is super tight, and you know, um, would love for everyone to have that as a music professional. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can all we can all dream, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, that's that'll be my my impact on wrestling. I will get a composer for everyone and figure out music licensing for them. And yeah. that'll be what I leave behind. Yes. You
0: know what? I, you know, uh, Annie for president of wrestling, I would vote for you.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I have one vote. I'm hyped. Yes, I'll, I'll get everyone else on. Yeah, we will campaign on for Twitter, you. Tell them to vote. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it rolling. It'll be great. Um, Heck so yeah. I, mm-mm-mm. um, so another thing that I was looking at is, um, so Going to a lot of shows, you see a lot of py- pyrotechnics used at different times with different effects and things like that. Are you a pro-pyrotechnics uh, wrestling production person, a eh, whatever, or you don't really kind of care either way? And Not, not as a producer, but just as a personal taste situation.
1: Oh, as personal taste, I love pyro when used correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly have, I'm more like into it in music because i feel like there's so many different ways and you have a much larger stage Mm -hmm. to utilize it in um like for example like um one of my friends toured with 21 pilots Mm. and um they have this really sick spot where they have a car on fire and it's like it's like tasteful pyro (laughs) you know like yes um And there's like other times when I worked like a VIP program for like the chain smokers Mm. and they have like a whole pyro team and a pyro room. And like, it's just like that festival level, like extravagant, like we're going to have fire set off here and then here and here, you know, and it's Mm. like really cool, but you're like, wow, I'm sweating and I'm like (laughs) a hundred feet back, you know? (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, I mean, I feel like in wrestling, like it depends on like if the venue is equipped for it is like a big thing that like we always run into in the indies you know it's like is this even a thing or are we gonna you know are are these banners like flyer resistant or sorry pyro what did I, oh my god fire Py- resistant yes there pyro we go. and fire <laughs>
0: resistant it's a pyro resistant resistant yeah mm-hmm.
1: i I, was picking, I just
0: threw I, them together i followed you yeah, i knew you what you were what saying. saying yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, and, like, that's where my brain goes, because even, like, when musicians play, like, and they have those backdrops, like, they have to have, like, a paper that says, hey, this won't, like, you know, set on fire like um, a couple, you know, venues have in mm-hmm. the past and, uh, you know, hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, like, a logistical standpoint, but, like, it looks badass, you know, as long as it isn't, like, overplayed and, like, as long as it fits, like, the hype. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you have someone and the hype isn't really there and they have Pyro, it's kind of like, oh, well, you kind of wasted that on someone. Right. <laughs> but if if the hype is there and, like, they can work with it, like, go for it, you know? Um, But, yeah, how do you feel about that?
0: Um, I feel like it's a little bit of both. It really just depends because I feel like – uh. You know, some people like Batista or, you know, other people will who, who do a thing that makes the pyro work for them and and it works with them versus like some some people just kind of have a pyro that goes off. And I feel like they do that to try and hype them when mm-hmm. but like they put it in when they haven't earned it yet. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, I feel that. Yeah. They're kind of growing into it like. Like, for example, so you could probably put some pyro to Ricochet's entrance when he does that, like, cool, like, little back, back flip, uh, you know, three-point superhero mm-hmm. landing. You could, you could, like, time the pyro to when he hits the superhero landing. That'd be really cool. Is it necessary? Yeah. No. Would it be fun? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would. It would be. Um, and I would gladly take that over the stupid Ricochet bullet sound that they play at the beginning of his intro music. Now it's dumb, and I wish they would stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then So, okay. So since we're talking a little bit about other wrestlers and things like that, so who are, I think I I kind of asked you about the music, about your favorite music, but like just entrances in general. So who are some of your favorite uh, people with entrances or your favorite entrances from wrestlers?
1: Oh, CM Punk is definitely up there for me. And I think that I have a special place in my heart for him just because I'm straight edge as Mm. well. Um, so like, he was one of like, besides John Cena, of course, the OG love him, (laughs) um, has been daddy since I was like 11, (laughs) you know? Um, but, but yeah, like, I feel like CM Punk was like the second like wrestler I was really, um, introduced to in Mm -hmm. a way, um, to that, to that level. And I really digged his entrance and like pretty much everything he did, you know, because Mm -hmm. I feel like he took himself being a wrestler and he made such like a bigger impact based off that like he tried to like you know promote like straight edge culture and like educate others about it and like so many people in wrestling which is interesting to me are straight edge and I feel like it's heavily influenced by him. Yeah. Um which is super cool because all my other straight edge homies like listen to hardcore bands or like you know were a Christian for their entire lives um but <laughs> but yeah it's like it's really cool to I don't know have like I think to me, he's just like iconic as like a straight edge person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really digged, dig his entrance like to this day. Yeah, I think
0: Darby but Allen probably is... Probably my favorite. Oh, sorry. I think Darby Allen is straight edge too. And I think it's really interesting um, that, like you're saying, like a lot of straight edge people are like into really hardcore music. And also most of the wrestlers who are straight edge also do some of the most extreme matches and do like, like mm-hmm. off the wall type stuff. It's fascinating actually
1: yeah yeah it's so fun darby is actually from seattle Mm -hmm. um so we've worked with him a bunch um at defy and yeah he um yeah there's a show you've probably seen it on vice the wrestlers Mm -hmm. and it's um the producer is like damien from the band uh fucked up so like it's a cool like little crossover but yeah um yeah. And they kind of go over our old champ. Um, we call him Swerve. His name's Isaiah Scott. Now he's on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Darby's in one of those episodes and it just goes over like how hardcore and like wild he is. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's so cool because I never would have expected him to be straight edge. Like after I met him, you know, yeah. and then like seeing like the wild stuff that he does, you know, like, cause I feel like, straight edge is like evolved a little bit like some of the people who i know who are straight edge are more like uptight
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: know so it's like they won't even like go to a party and they won't do anything crazy or like detrimental to themselves Mm -hmm. and then there's people like darby or like people in the hardcore scene who will like beat the shit out of whoever including themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know or like just skateboard and like do all this like nutty stuff um and you would expect them to be, like, under the influence of something, you no, know? Yeah,
0: no, they're just naturally um, like that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the thing. Some of us don't need it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so, and I interrupted you, and I apologize for that. So who else were you naming for some of your favorite entrances?
1: Ooh, um, I don't know. I really like Jake Atlas's, too, mm-hmm. um, because, I don't know, he's just, like, such a positive person and... Yeah, I think the music times up perfectly with when he comes out. Um, Orange Cassidy's, I think, is really cool as well. Um, but yeah, those are probably my favorites. Um, it sucks because usually when I'm working shows, I don't get to witness the entrances. Oh, no. So, like, in a in a live aspect, like, I don't always get to see it. Um, but I can always hear it. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this yeah. person's going out. That's um, very good. Yeah, one of our local dudes... Um, one of our local guys, his name's Guillermo Mm Rosas, and he's awesome. Um, He comes out to Old Town Road, (laughs) and (laughs) Uh, the place pops off. Yeah, and, like, he comes out wearing, like, a cowboy hat, and, like, yeah, that's one of my favorites, like, hands down, because, like, I know him, and, like, it's so funny because, like, the heels will, like, hate the song and, like, freak out, you know? Mm -hmm. But the whole crowd just, like, erupts in singing it, and it's just so much fun. But...
0: I I did that. See, I like I like little psychological warfare with the music choice. I appreciate that. That's that's good stuff. Um, like I think yeah. Bianca Belair is one of my favorites right now because I think I mean I but I, if anybody has listened to the show before, they know how much I cape for Bianca Belair because I just think she's super dope. Like she makes her own her costume. She braids her own freaking hair. That braid is all her. Oh, and so the, the the timing of the swinging of the hair and doing all that stuff. That's just she's that's a great example of using your music and your your persona to its like utmost uh, effectiveness. Um, So that's really good. So, okay. So I have this question um, because I could go off on other ones I like, but I, this just popped in my head. So, okay. So at that WrestleMania where they had that super, 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 super long uh, LED ramp leading to the ring and they had Randy Orton and like the 17 minute long slithering Viper as he came down. What were your, what are your opinions on that as a producer?
1: Um, definitely like a big time restraint, <laughs> um, you know, um, a good distraction. Mm-hmm. If anything were happening backstage, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that needed to be tended to, um, or if someone needed like a break or was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as I I tend to think of things, um, in any regard to my life, um, when I'm like working as a person of power Mm -hmm. as how the fan would feel or Mm -hmm. like a patron. And I feel like that's kind of a waste of their time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, I always try to think of like, okay, well, how would this experience be for like, you know, someone who paid to be here, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like that would definitely be pushing it a little bit. Like people be like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, like what, just what is happening? Slither, like, why am slither, I watching slither. this?
0: Yeah. That's which is exactly, I was like, how long? Like it was earlier where I was doing that, but it was interesting. I think he was like middle or towards the end of the card. I don't remember anymore, but like seeing some people try to run it and just get gassed three quarter of the way through and then you have to do your whole match. I was like, dude, you should have moved the. <laughs> you should have moved something forward. I don't know w- w- what the setup was, but logistically, logistically, that that man, that uh, Randy Orton, is stupid yeah. little snake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout to Randy Orton. Who's having a great thing with Edge right now, and if uh, if 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 I don't get hit, if I don't get to see him get beat up by Beth Phoenix as part of the match now, like if she doesn't get to either spear him or deliver her finisher to him, I will be, I will be disappointed. I know that mm-hmm. WWE disappoints me all the time, so I'm prepared for it, but I'm just stating <laughs> that I will be disappointed if, yeah. if he doesn't at least get one finisher from her. Um, so, yeah. We can be helpful though. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can, I can wish for it. You know, I can, I can try and like, like secret it into existence. You know, that's, that's how that works. Right. You you say things that you want and it happens. Right. That's the secret. Um, Oh, absolutely. yeah, Yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm trying to will that into existence. Um, so I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about gear as well, because that's part of like the whole, you know, visual production of it all. Um, Because we also like gear very much and talk about it. So whose gear do you like the most right now?
1: Oh, man, I've only been watching, like, local wrestling lately. That's So my my answer is probably not going to be subpar, but, or will be subpar. Um, So we have this gal, her name's uh, Danica De La Rouge, and Mm. she has this really sick gear. So she has pink hair. And, um, like her outfit is pink and she usually wears like fishnets and it matches like it's a pink and white and like it all ties together really nicely, her entire outfit. And then she comes out with like this little like cape, I want to call it. And that's probably Mm -hmm. not the right term, (laughs) but, um, she comes out with like this sheer cape and it has these led lights Mm -hmm. throughout it. And yeah, it's like super magical. And like, she comes out and she like holds it out and it looks like she has wings you know and it's just like really cool and like whenever we do all ages shows and she's on it like I see all these little girls like faces light up mm-hmm. and it just makes my day you know because I feel like representation is so important to children mm-hmm. and when I see her and like she's just having a great time and then all the kids are like wow it's so magical like she looks like Tinkerbell mm-hmm. or you know like oh she lights up you know it's just so cool um so hers is my favorite and then um I actually, and, like, everyone's going to hate this answer, but I really like ELPs, like, El Phantasmo's um, <laughs> gear because it's just so douchey <laughs> and it's so yeah. extravagant. Like, he literally wears shutter shades, yeah. you know? And it's, like, those went out of style in, like, 2009, and that might even be pushing it. Yeah, it's,
0: like Just generous, but we'll <laughs> take it. We'll allow it. Yeah,
1: you know? And then they're, like, all swagged out with, like, I don't even know, like rhinestones or like lights on them, you know, and it's just like so extra, like it's mm. so beyond extra that it just adds to the whole, like him being a douche persona and yeah, it's just, it's so perfect for like what he's doing, you know, and like his jacket lights up and it has like his initials on the back and like he tries to look like a bad boy in the process, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, I I love his gear like because of that. Like obviously, I would never be caught dead wearing it, but
0: <laughs> I, I mean, just
1: think it's so good for what he's doing. You know? I actually
0: now kind of wanna. Hey, if anybody wants to get with me, we can make some uh, a line of uh, ball gowns based on people's gear. We'll give them a cut. Ooh. If you start doing that, I have this. I, I, uh, give me my cut too, um, and then we'll figure <laughs> that out. Uh, Hell yeah. And, you know, I I neglected to ask who some of your favorite female wrestlers are earlier because uh, I was just kind of rolling off the top of my head.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, of course, Danica, who I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, there's this gal, Nicole Matthews, who's from, uh, like, Vancouver, Canada, and she is amazing. Um, She wrestles at ECCW quite a bit up in Canada. Um, and she's awesome. Um, I'm pretty sure she was on like the Mae Young classic a couple Mm -hmm. years ago as well. Um, so she's great. Um, I love Jordan Grace mainly because of her online presence. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think she's a badass and I love it. And she, I've seen her stick up for a lot of things that like she believes in. And I think that's really important. Um, and yeah, we have this gal, Rebel Kel, um, who's also from Seattle and she's like six foot tall and just like super cool. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, she's awesome. And she's very like, um, empowering, you know, and positive, like online and stuff. And she works her ass off. So I really dig her. And of course, um, Miko from progress, when we worked with her, it was awesome. And she's just a super nice person. And, was super grateful to be like doing what she was doing and she's a hell of a wrestler. So love it. Love all of them very much. Right.
0: Excellent suggestions. Everybody check all those people out. Um, and Annie, one last question. Uh, if someone were looking to get into, uh, you know, the the production side of uh, wrestling and indie, um, the indie scene, what tips would you have for them?
1: Ooh, um, let's see. I mean, I put above anything else to face-to-face interactions with people, mm-hmm. um, in no matter what, no matter what you're doing. Like if you're, if you're selling like lotion or if you're trying to get behind the scenes somewhere, um, because people really hold on to those interactions and it makes it so you actually put yourself out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like, go and be present in places, be kind, um, ask questions, which a lot of people are afraid to do. And you shouldn't be like, I love talking shop with anyone at any time. Um, so yeah, just like be out there, ask questions, be nice. Um, watch people Mm -hmm. like I've learned so much just from watching people and, you know, just paying attention. Um, and just, yeah. Yeah look at things from a bigger perspective, you know, look at it from like, Oh, well, if I was a fan, what would I like to enjoy? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but yeah, just kind of meet people, ask questions, um, be present, um, be kind is a huge thing because unfortunately I know so many people just in the entertainment industry who know what they're doing, but they're so jaded or they're just, shitty you know for lack yep. of a better term um you know so just like be a kind person and that can be that's to everyone you know like i i feel like in wrestling a lot of people and like i am pretty much behind the scenes like a lot of defy fans like don't really know who i am or what i do mm-hmm. um and if they know they know it's like that kind of thing um but there are some people who are only nice to the very top, you know? So there are people who are like really nice to like our booker and are really nice to like our founder, but then they won't shake my hand, you know? And that's like, yeah, which is like, that's a whole other story of, you know, sexism. And, yeah. you know, uh, I, I,
0: I would like to go we, on the we, record to saying, fuck all those people. I could, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I plead the fifth, but you probably know what I'm feeling. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> fuck every single one of them. Uh,
1: right. But, yeah, so there's just people like that. And I feel like no matter if gender is involved or not, just like be nice to people yeah. because, like, I can't tell you how many times. I've worked like the box office of a show, you know, or I've sold merch, you know, at a show and people, if they're shitty to you, they're shitty to you. And that's your first impression. But if people are nice to you, like I've went out of my way for bands who like actually took time to like talk to me, you know, or wrestlers who like actually like were kind to me, you know, like I helped them like get merch, you know, or I helped them try to get other bookings or like gave them a place to stay, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just be nice people, be aware and, um, just keep, keep grinding. Like so many women, especially, like, I feel like we get discouraged so easily, like, and I'm probably talking about myself here, but like women obviously are put on the back burner in the entertainment world and in the world in general. Um, so just keep on doing it. Like, I can't tell you how many people like shit on what I was doing, you know, or like, didn't give me a chance. And then when the people did, You know, it's like, it was worth it because like I wanted it so bad, you know, so being the underdog isn't bad, you know, like, and you can take your time, like nothing's going to happen overnight, um, if it's worth it, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, just be patient with yourself and just keep, you know, a lot of things will fall in your lap, even if you're not chasing after it, if Mm -hmm. you're just a good person and you work hard, Yep. you know,
0: I agree with those things. Yeah. Uh, that that works until a lot of our themes, which is don't be a fucking asshole. Uh, and, you know, do your work, man. That's That mm-hmm. that covers a lot of the problems that you have in getting ahead. Um, and, you know, everything happens in its own time, in its own way, and when it's supposed to for the most part. So... Well, thank you for joining us. And by us, I mean me, because Sarah's not here. But thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um, of course. So where can people find you on the social medias if they would like to have a uh, say hi and maybe shower you with praise and, you know. Yes,
1: please. I, I love uh, being, you know, showered with attention and affection. Yes. Um, not that sounded worse than I meant. No, no, it no. I mean, in a
0: totally positive, you know like I mean. friendly, you know, kind of not weird yeah. way don't make it weird guys <laughs> yeah there we go yeah, yeah.
1: platonic love uh yeah. always encouraged um so you can find any of Defy's stuff um pretty much on any platform at defy d-e-f-y-n-w for northwest um and then my personal stuff you can find um on almost anything at annie xvx because i'm vegan straight edge
0: ah.
1: um yeah and i tweet some funny stuff sometimes so you know it might be worth it but no promises well,
0: <laughs> we all have our moments uh, and you can see some of my moments on Twitter and very occasionally on Instagram at Misfits Um I would like to shout out allgames.com, our parent site uh, and shout out to dragon R- wagon radio where we're we recording this um, and uh, you can find uh, the our, our stuff on Twitter if you're not already aware it's at women wrestling F it's an F uh, and then you know promote us and share our stuff if you like what you heard. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.